The culmination of the off-season program for the Kansas City Chiefs kicks off this week. One of the top five things that we want to see and you want to see from the Kansas City Chiefs this week on Locked On NFL Chiefs. That too. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. The Locked On NFL Chiefs. Yeah, well, see, I just did the draft show, and sometimes I get on a roll. So welcome, everybody. If you're here from the NFL draft show, you can listen to that, too. But, yes, the NFL Chiefs, uh, you know, versus the Kaiser Chiefs or whatever, you know, whatever the other team is. Oh, good evening, day, everyone. Um, clearly, things <laughs> are rolling in a fun kind of way today. I'm excited uh, because of the top five things. Thanks for making us your first listen. Uh, go check out the draft show. That's that's the number one else that you want to hear because we go over team building and everything over on that show as well all year long. It's not just during draft season. Uh, we are free on every platform for you. The whole network is, including every other single show. Every platform, YouTube, like, sub, hit the bell there. Subscribe on the audio platforms. We have a lot coming for you. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting. You've heard my deal before. Check out NFL33.com for all your team building needs and Rogue APC for all your athleticism needs because some guys that are really good athletes are going to get cut in the coming months. we got to keep an eye on those. It's definitely going to be something we're going to have to keep an eye on and uh, something else we're going to have to keep an eye on. Sorry, Cap, how that's going to fit into this team. Uh, the Orlando Brown contract situation we'll have to be looking at and any guys that are going to be cut that have – great athleticism or, or great talent uh how can they fit on this roster uh you can find me i'm chris clark for at chief's corner and there are a lot of things i'm really looking forward to in this camp i think you know number one for me and i'm just going to go ahead and dive in and start yes yes uh, but What's your before, number before one? i do before i say that i want to say this mini camp starts on tuesday we will have full coverage for you on mini camp tuesday wednesday and thursday and we will actually be able to get information because the media, I believe, is allowed to go all three days. What an so, idea. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> My number one thing I'm looking forward to, though, and I people are going to find this funny, I want to see the shape Chris Jones and Frank Clark are in. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And if Orlando Brown shows up, I want to see what shape he's in, but I don't expect him there. So to me, I want to see Chris and Frank and what kind of shape they're in, how they're looking. Uh, and what the team thinks about their conditioning. Because there's going to be some conditioning tests come training camp. And I think both of those guys will be ready. I'm just curious what Chris has done to his body in this offseason now that he's supposed to be a full-time DT. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, the number one thing that I want to, uh, to see is related to that, uh, specifically about the pass rush, but it's, it is Frank Clark. But it's also the entire DE group. Because Orlando Brown is likely not going to be there. We don't have confirmation yet, but he's not going to be there. So you're going to be going against Wiley, Kennard, maybe Christian. There's a number of backups that will be in at the tackle spots. So whether it's George Karloftis, the, the first-round pick, or whether it's Malik Herring, who we haven't seen yet, or right. whether it's Kando or Mike Dan, I need somebody from that group to step up and dominate the offensive line group. I need to see somebody take a step forward because we have to find who they're going to rely on. I think George Karloftis is going to get 70% of the snaps opposite Frank Clark next season, but you got to rotate him. He's going to be a rookie and you got to rotate Frank. So somebody else has to like claim it now, at least take a step forward. A training camp will, will shed light on total performance and who can actually do the job, but somebody's got to step up and claim it now. And that's the number one thing I want to see. Yeah. And to be clear, you still can't have full pads on in this practice. So it's just, 
going to be, you know, guys going at it and they're not going to have full contact, although you're going to see some things that are going to give you some idea of what those players can do. So I get where you're coming from, and I think that that's a very good thing to be looking forward to. I do think that pass rush is going to be huge for this team, and I would love to see them try to add uh, via a trade or a signing if somebody is cut that we don't expect to be cut uh, mm-hmm. to that group. You know, number two for me is how do all the wide receivers look? And this is the time that some of them are going to shine that may not shine in training camp or may not shine in the preseason. But how do they all look? How are they looking relative to the corners that are in this group? And remember, like I said, it's not full contact. So you're going to have some of that question of, okay, is this something that's going to carry over into training camp and into when pads come on? Or is it going to just be something that they're able to show when they're in shorts? Agreed. That that group has a lot of question marks because it's all new. I mean, yep. that said, do you expect that McCall Harmon should be the guy that looks the best in this particular mini camp? You would hope, but the right. problem is, is that, you know, you have to see it. And again, seeing it now doesn't mean that it's going to translate to when the pads come on. So, right. You have to put a grain of salt, and I hate saying that, but you have to put a grain of salt with everything that we hear over this next week until the pads come on and until we see in preseason games what guys are actually able to do. Because, you know, maybe they figure out, maybe they get into training camp and they figure out how to beat specific corners on this team. Maybe they figure out how to do things like that. It's really going to be preseason games that coaches are going to rely a lot on with the rest of the whole picture, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And there's... There's always going to be late additions, things that happen in camp. And folks, yep. before I forget, we're brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. You want to get in there and check out some of the props because the prop might be this week is who can step forward. And, and maybe it's just because I'm hung up on pass rush, but maybe the more relevant one because it's more realistic in terms of what they'll do in camp is the wide receiver position. I would hope that McColl is able to step forward there and kind of claim that as the leader of the group. MVS, we know, looked pretty good last week. Looks like he's adapting. Looks like they're like, like we thought he would. Uh, looks like they're asking him to do some things he was never asked to do in Green Bay. They're trying to find what else he's capable of in this offense. That's going to be really and that's a, that's encouraging to me. I mean, because his role in Green Bay was so limited to being basically the deep threat guy. And if he can do more for this offense and open up more, it's just going to be even better for Kansas City in the short term and the long term. Yeah. More more weapons equals more passes equals more scoring equals wins. Yep. That's just the way that it comes down, folks. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into it. Besides, my number two will be coming up next because this is a special time of year and it might be special for you in your life. It might be special for, you know changing your life, whether it's an engagement, whether it's uh, celebrating a, a big life milestone, you can get everything that you need at BlueNile.com for that particular special piece. Uh, you can do custom creations for engagement dream, an engagement ring of her dreams is the best way to put it, uh, or just get in there and, and celebrate how far you've come together. It's all online and shopping's easy at BlueNile.com. The build your own engagement ring is a really nice feature that you can have and you can give her the, the ring of her dreams that lets you build it. You can also do the special life moments of all that fine jewelry. And they're there to help you because Blue Nile has people online 24-7 to help you make those decisions, make those purchases as well. Uh, you can make your moment sparkle right now with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And our listeners from here on Locked on Chiefs get $50 off of a $500 purchase right now today. 
it's a podcast exclusive and all you got to do is use the code locked on when you go to bluenow.com every order is insured it ships free and it ships in packaging that doesn't give away what's inside of it so that you can maintain your surprise it's great it's stress-free for you to shop and give her a forever peace go today to bluemile.com my number two's along the lines of where you're going except it's it's diametrically opposed Imagine while that. Cont- right while contact isn't isn't going to be what it is for the pass rush even though I, I do want to see first steps and that's what i was talking about before what you can see right now is what justin reed brings to this defense in terms of alignment mm-hmm. in terms of assignment and and making plays on the ball it is just against air for the most part you're not going to see heavy man coverage in here but if he's clicking and he's understanding what Dave Merritt and Steve Spagnuolo are trying to do with the defense, he should continue to be in position to get his hands on the ball. He personally, as well as Juan Thornhill. Uh, I want to see that. I want to see how those two guys in particular, who should be the guys that are able to control the defense from the backside, get them aligned right, make adjustments because they are the two most experienced safeties on this roster. I think that's going to be key. And I need to see them do that right now, not just against Chad Henney and Steve Bichelle, and Dustin Crum, but against Patrick Mahomes, they need to take Mahomes' passes away. And I have a quick question, and I don't know that we've discussed this. Do you buy into how he played last year, or do you look more at how he played the previous seasons? Reed in particular? Reed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's probably more so of previous years, because he was yeah. asked to do and some And that's where that, I am, too. Yeah, okay. I mean, Lovey's got a system, and, and that's fine. The Texans do what the Texans do, but they're also dealing with the the departure of Matthew as well. It's funny how this this chain of events has Matthew moving around front, forward, and back of the Chiefs. But I think Reed has some natural abilities that they're going to try to unlock a little bit more, um, including his range. He can attack the ball in, in the open spaces in the field. And I think, honestly, from what I've seen so far, the enthusiasm level seems to be up with the safety group. They seem to be feeding off of each other. And if Justin Reed can be the leader that they want him to be and the player that they want him to be, he can pull Juan Thornhill along as well. We've seen his, his development kind of stagnate, and this could be good for both of them. Yeah, and I just wanted to point that out because I know that we have had people ask in the past, you know, Justin Reed didn't play very good last year. Why did they sign him to this contract? I think you have to look past what last year was because, the te- one, the Texans were horrible. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. They were yeah, absolutely horrible. Two... When he was asked to do things that were more inside what he can do, he played really well. Last year, he was asked to do things that he wasn't really capable of or didn't have the right skill set to be able to perform well. So I think that's a key for him. I'm really looking forward to him. My number three thing, though, is what are they going to do with Chanel? And I don't necessarily mean that from the linebacker perspective because I do expect he's going to be that guy. But do they line him up and put him as an edge rusher at all? Do they try to use that at all? Do they put him in in the nickel and take you know Willie or Bolton off, uh, you know, and have him rush the passer from the interior, uh, mm-hmm. you know, through the a gaps? Do they try any of that in camp? I, I know this is all just kind of against air and there's not a lot of contact, but where do they move him around? Because I think you're going to find, and especially there'll be something to watch once we get in training camp. But I think you're going to see they're going to use him probably more than just at linebacker. Yeah, I think so as well. And I'm I'm intrigued to see just how they choose to employ that because this is a good time to experiment. So hopefully they get some of that out of their system and take take a good hard look at it because there's a lot of aspects. And by planting the seed now, I think you can maybe get him there 
in the season at some point. I still feel like his best usage is going to be blitzing from the off-ball position rather than out on the edge. But, hey, at this point, the pass rush is so much up in the air. Like, you got to get it wherever you can get it from. And it doesn't really matter to me. Well, and, and when it comes to off-ball, I agree with you, it probably is. But the problem is, is that they're going to be in two linebacker sets so often. The question is, is can you use them in other scenarios and yeah. throw them in there as a pass rusher and have another guy to rotate? Because that is going to be what's key. And it goes back to what Andy Reid loves, and I think Spagnolo loves, is the more you can do, the better you are for my team. So that gives them another potential DE type that can go and get after the quarterback and give, you know, Carl Loftus and Clark a breather from time to time. Yeah, I mean, and not only that, it lets you – be more deceptive. Yeah. I, I think at times we saw we saw the defense itself just in, in alignment be too predictable. And that, if nothing else, I think he and Brian Cook, the two rookies, I, I think are going to bring that variability that can help them as defense, you know, not give away what they're trying to accomplish. What's your number three? Number three is a tough one for me because I'm 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 hemming and hawing and the big thing for me is he's still got a sleeve on, but just looking at movement skills, I was very intrigued this guy more before the draft. I'm even more so now having not been able to see him in a, in a OTA type setting, but they let him run the other day. And I think that that's key. Now the sleeve is important. You don't want to rush a hamstring, but you do need to see what he can do and what he's learned in particular. So I, I'm going to be keeping an eye on what Sky Moore brings to this offense and how he rotates in with Juju and Hardman in particular. But also, if he and MVS do some switch-ups and, and who aligns in the slot, who aligns outside, I think those two guys could be ones that you can get some mismatch on just by switching them around. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Sky Moore in this minicamp. I'm not expecting much from him mainly because he is still recovering from that hamstring. And I don't think that there is a reason to try to push him to do more than he really needs to do right now. If he can learn the offense, do some things, do some things in team, I think he's going to be good enough. And then we'll really see things once he's able to recover in training camp. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. I'm not saying that he can't do anything, but I expect them to try to take it easy because they know camp is you know a month and a half away and they have plenty of time for him to actually be fully recovered for that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, did you are you at number three? Are we doing that when we get back? No, I'm at number four. Okay. Then, folks, let me remind you that the NBA draft is coming, and we have an official full mock ready to go. We're going to cover the entire thing over on the NBA channels. The first pick is June 16th, and you can get into it there. We have all the audacity experts on there as well, 50 insiders to follow the entire thing so that you don't miss a single pick or what might happen over there. And you might want to you know, choose some props. You might want to pick who gets drafted, where, and Bet Online is your number one source for doing that. All the stats, all the sports info that you need for the NBA draft, for the NHL playoffs. Sorry, Rangers fans, but hey, the, the Avs made the cup, and I'm kind of happy for that. Um, my wife is a former season ticket holder, and so like I, I don't talk hockey a lot, but I enjoy watching it. It's one of those things that for somebody who follows sports that much, I get to just kind of enjoy the atmosphere of it. You can make all kinds of bets on that in terms of props, outcomes, et cetera, as that gets started this week as well. Uh, it's a continued source for all of your information. they got podcasts, they got live betting, they got everything that you can need over at their website, which is easy to find and use. It's bet online where the game starts. Now, wait a second. You don't actually just get to sit back and relax and kind of just take in football at times? No, I don't. I, 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 have the, I have lost the ability to just watch a game for fun. 
yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> I'm there with you. Uh, it really, it you know, over the past, you know, we have been doing this. I, I do want to take a quick second to thank everybody. We have been doing this, what, six years now? Yeah. This will be six years in August. So thank you very much for that. We really do appreciate it. Um, it has really changed the way we've looked at games. I've looked at games, and I know you just said it's changed the way you've looked as well. Number four for me, and I'm probably going to steal one of yours, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious how they deploy the corners. How are they rolling those corners? How are they rolling through the corner group? Is Fitton back? I don't know if he's going to be back for minicamp. If he's not, then that changes a little bit. But mm-hmm. I'm still curious how they roll through the corner group, who's where, who's in what lineup, and how do you use the, all the rookies? I mean, they have three rookie corners that they drafted, let alone anybody else that they have on the roster. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's second year players that are dark horses as well. Like I, I think Boodle could be ready to, to compete. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, there's a number it's of a questions great problem to have. It is, and you did steal one of mine, so I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on this a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fenton's obviously the question. I have him firmly in the top three here right now, but if he can't go come camp, then there's an issue. And and I feel personally like. If I'm looking to do what I've done in the past, meaning having some speed, some zone type, you know, some kind of like pesky type, I do see Trent McDuffie as that as well. But if I'm looking for Bashad Breland type and Bashad Fenton is not available, then number four on this roster for me right now is Lonnie Johnson. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he can't compete. I don't know. It seems the fan base has kind of like just put him out of their minds like they don't expect much from him. I do. And so he's the one, and I'll just change what my number four is going to be to be specifically about Lonnie Johnson. Can you show that you belong in the starting lineup? Can you show that you've adapted enough, that you have kind of shook off, again, the Houston defense's you know, complete doldrums, right? And can you do what this staff wants you to do effectively right now? If he can... I feel like that transition is probably ahead of where not only the fan base expected, but maybe what some of the analysts expect as well. Yeah. And you know, that also brings up a good point. I mean, you're talking about him being the number four type guy. Where does that leave Deandre Baker? I mean, you have fighting DiCaprio Boodle and Josh Williams. (laughs) Well, not only, I mean, not only them, I mean, you have, you know, Watson, you have, I mean, there's a lot of, players that you're going to have to figure out at that at that position on the roster and I will say this the question becomes whether or not all of those guys can play I mean Kansas City looks like they probably have eight guys that could potentially make the roster right now at the corner position and I'm just thinking off the top of my head there may be more there may be less um but I agree with you I think Boodle is one of those guys that potentially could make the roster uh based on how he played last year Obviously, we haven't seen anything this year, so it's you know a question of whether or not he can take a step forward. But my point is, is that you're, there's no way you can have eight corners on this roster, right. and I don't think any of those eight guys, maybe outside of Watson, is a guy that you can probably get on the practice squad. That's my personal opinion right now. So at that point, the question becomes: Are what are you going to do with the other two? Maybe the other one. Are you going to have somebody that you can trade? Because I do think that that's a position that I never would have expected Kansas City to be deep at. Is there enough talent there to be able to to pull and make a trade for a draft pick or another player? Uh, Because you have so many corners that potentially could make this roster. We'll have to see in training camp, obviously, but that's definitely something to watch as to how they rotate in this, uh, you know, in this mini camp. So I'm excited to see that. 
my last thing that I really am looking forward to seeing is I want to get more information on the chemistry between Mahomes and all the wide receivers. I know we talked about the wide receivers, but I'm talking Mahomes specifically. He worked with a bunch of these guys in Texas. He's been with a bunch of these guys. And I'm not, I, I, I want to be clear. I don't want to say just wide receivers because I want to throw the tight ends in there as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk the receiving group in general. But I want to see what kind of chemistry he has. How What is he looking at? I don't really care. Okay, it's hard for me to say I don't care about interceptions, but I don't care if he throws 10 picks in this mini camp. Right. He needs to figure out what these guys can do. He needs to figure out what he can do. And he needs to figure out, you know, how they're coming along in the offense. Go out there, sling it, take chances, make mistakes, figure out what you have. And find out what chemistry you have because that is going to be extremely important once the season starts. And it starts, it started in Texas. Now they're bringing it to minicamp. How far has that developed since they started in Texas with a lot of these guys? Yeah. I, well, and you hit a topic that I think is, is really, really important. And I it was going to be my fifth as well. I'll make mine a little bit more specific. And it, in my mind, this year, maybe more so than any year before, it cannot be the Travis Kelsey show. Yep. He's getting older. You have to protect him snap count wise. He's had a couple of nagging injuries. For me, this has to be a three deep position that can actually produce when Travis has to take some snaps off. We saw three I think, deep at tight end. I just want to clarify. Three yes, deep three deep end. at tight end, no matter yeah. what. The the time has come to to pass on giving reps to Blake Bell. You know what he can do. If you need someone in that kind of emergency situation, you are well aware of his capabilities. It is about, is Jody Fortson back to where he was when he got injured, or at least relatively close? And any injury like that, 85 90% is what you're hoping for right now. Yeah, and I would still take a little easy on him in minicamp and, and let him have that month and a half as well. Just right, I'm just out. talking about who lines up as, as two, not no, necessarily I'm, I'm how him. much volume. But I did a piece on RGR last week, folks. If you want to check that out, it's, it's rgrfootball.com. And it's specifically about Jody. Jody's the guy that can protect Travis and help Travis make the Hall of Fame and make that argument and have that longevity. Jody's the key, in my opinion, to getting this tight end group to be productive when Travis does have to take some reps off. We heard a couple of good things about Noah Gray. Can he be the third? Or if Jody's not 100% ready, could he actually be the two? We haven't seen anything to say that that's the case. But you never know. We know they have faith in Blake Bell to do his job when he's called upon. And he doesn't have the greatest hands. He doesn't have the greatest speed, but he can get some things done. The guy that I'm really, really intrigued by is Bushman, who I think has more athleticism than Bell, but isn't the prolific pass catcher of, of Fortson and isn't, doesn't have the expectations of Gray. But he's a guy that could sneak in there and provide some good relief as well and still be a weapon in the pass game. So for me, it's it's not just – what do you do when Travis isn't there? But who's taking the two reps? Who's taking the third reps? And how much of that volume is there for each of those guys? That's that's probably the biggest question in my mind right now. Well, and I will expand on yours just a little bit. I know you talked about tight ends. I'd say the Kansas City needs to be four or five deep at wide receiver, like legitimate four or five deep. Yeah. We thought that they've had guys that, that could do things in the past couple of years, and we were proven wrong. Robinson wasn't ever that guy. I, I kept thinking he was going to take steps forward. He never did. He had his moments, but he never was able to extend what he showed on the field at times and most of the time. And then you have a guy in Byron Pringle who I think played well, but not enough to be a guy that's going to scare defense or that they're going to have to try to figure out 
how do we stop him on third down? Now, mm-hmm. did he have moments? Yes. Not enough. So the question is, is do you have three or four guys or five guys that you now can go out there and say any of these five guys are could be the guys that can get open? Right now, I think that you have Sky Moore, you have MBS, you have Juju. I think you have all three of those guys. You should have Hardman. Is there another guy that can step up at that wide receiver position that can make it a five wide receiver group that can at least go out there and get open and give Patrick a chance to do something? Is Justin Ross a guy that can do that? And that's a huge, that's a huge thing to put on Ross's shoulders, but that's part of what's going on right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think people had positive comments about Gordon last week. Is, is he truly mm-hmm. in the mix? Can, can he really produce in this offense? They need a number five, at least until October when they sign Odell Beckham Jr. And then, then they'll, they'll be set. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if that happens. I, I, I still do not think they're going to be going that direction, but we'll see. <laughs> well, we'd like to know what you think. Should they, should they do that? Or what's the biggest top five for you coming this mini camp? What do you want to see? What do you want to know? We're going to expand on this tomorrow. Let you know a little bit more before the actual practices begin. We'll have coverage for you all week. We appreciate you here. Make sure you like sub and hit the bell on YouTube. Get subbed over on the audio platforms. We appreciate your time and your effort. Thanks for listening to us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow.